exclusive world premiere again. <laughs> Take two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of Operation Retroshock. Point five. I am once again your host, Alan Price, and once again alongside me for the second take is... Oh, I'm Chris Vinton. We've spent 45 minutes talking about Microsoft now to do it all again. Yeah, everybody, please excuse if, excuse us even uh, during this episode if we aren't as exactly enthusiastic as we sounded in our EA uh, episode. Mine, could we say we were enthusiastic about our EA episode? Certain aspects of it were definitely a little yes, enthusiastic um, but this hasn't happened in quite a long time for us, so it was quite a surprise for this to be sprung on us. But it wasn't our fault. The computer just switches itself off and did a Windows update. A poor man blames his technology, Chris, people would say, but no. Well, did that uh, or did that not just happen? We were 40 plus minutes into recording this uh, review and discussion of Xbox's E3 2018 conference. And you know where we were? We were at the part where my, where my head was going to meet the wall and I felt just exactly the same. <laughs> well, that's how, we right f- that's how we feel right now. Yep. But we're going to try and do this as enthusiastically as possible and try and remember some of the stuff that we actually said the first time round. Mm-hmm. Now, this may be at an ever so slightly faster pace than uh, you might have thought about for the xbox conference but when you've talked about something for 40 minutes and you lose it it's like a kick in the stomach so again all we can do is apologize folks but we will try and give you the uh best we can for the second take of the microsoft xbox 2018 e3 conference so i'm going to kick us off here and basically the main focus stressed by phil spencer throughout the entire night is that Xbox is uh, the place to play third-party titles. And, Chris, basically, that is the main thing of this night, is third-party titles. Yeah, uh, apparently you travelled the world and you went to different studios and they have 50 games to show us, 18 exclusives and 15 world premieres. Um, and that, that's good. But whenever you're saying it's the best place to play third-party titles... That doesn't really say a lot for the first party titles. Yeah, this is know? this so. is true. Now they did try to counter that here in the opening by our first kind of big reveal at the start of this conference was Halo Infinite. This kind of plays back to what we were saying in our EA episode there, folks, and because it is obviously quite early doors here, uh Halo Infinite that we got to see a glimpse of is pure trailer, no gameplay, no anything. Looks pretty though. Yeah, there's no release date. There's nothing. I actually thought that it was going to be another like 4K remaster of Master Chief Collection or the first Halo because it looked very similar to that. Um, but I think they kind of started it with, you know, like what people wanted, and they kind of ended it to a certain point of what people wanted. Yeah, it looks like it has the potential to be open world. It could be anything, really. We are going to have to wait and see in that regard. Um, but, yeah, this one seems to me at least like a bit of a long way away. This could probably be holiday 2019 at the earliest, I would suspect. But this is definitely there to... I'm not going to say placate uh, the Xbox fan base, but it is just trying to stress that, you know, yes, we still have the first party stuff. But, again, this conference is definitely... Uh, heavily influenced by third-party titles throughout. So as Chris mentioned, 50 games, 18 exclusives, 15 
world premieres. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next little game exclusive <laughs> is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I thought this was a nice enough we uh, game. Quite a departure from opening with Halo Infinite. Uh, reminds me very much of uh, Rayman Legends and it's sort of 2.5 DD, uh, 2.5 D kind of cartoon background style. Looks lovely. Not going to get to play it because it's on Xbox, but has intrigued me enough that I may go back and try and play the first one. It just looks very much like, I think if Unravel 2 hadn't been announced, this kind of looked kind of something similar to that. Um, but like you say, with it being an Xbox exclusive, um, I don't think we got a release date for it. Or I don't think there was a release date, but I don't think it's too far away. Because this was, again, this was another one that was uh, given a glimpse of at last year's E3 oh, well, as well. I don't so, even remember that. Uh, it's, it's obviously been well into development. So I wouldn't be shocked if this is in the next sort of six, seven months, maybe, uh, in the run into Christmas. Could be wrong, but we will see. Um Next up after that is a world premiere. No! World <laughs> premiere. See, I have to get, let Chris have one thing in this. Uh, and that is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Now, this was thought to be a Tenchu game, but uh, it surprised everybody. And it is something a wee bit different than that. There was That's an ongoing theme in this, is that there seems to be games that were shown that people thought was one thing, and it turned out to be something less. Completely different. Yep. Um, not my style of game, no. to be brutally honest. Don't know about you, no? No, no interest. Um, but that's, that's going to be the theme uh, when you have a show like this. If you're going to have, supposedly, 50 games on show at a conference... Not everybody's going to be happy. Hopefully, you at least get a few plucked out. Based on the text message exchanges between me and Chris when we were watching this last night, um, there might be it might be a wee bit on the lean side for games Chris liked, but yeah. you'll no doubt hear that as we continue on uh, in this episode. After that, we got Fallout seventy sixes, Chris. Oh, did we get a no, world no, no, world premiere? Oh, right, I didn't write that down. I was tr- I was trying to give you oh, no, your moment. It's all right, I didn't write it down, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yes, this was a world premiere, at least off its uh, brand new trailer. So it was. I find this a bit weird. You know, you'll hear when we talk about Bethesda, of which uh, you'll have to wait to tomorrow for Whether now, we, folks, if then, we talk about it at all. Because we still have Sony to cover tomorrow and Nintendos, and, and chances UB are, potentially. and chances are, we may just lumber them in and then just pick the best set. of the best yeah. out of Square and Bethesda. Because unfortunately, when you take a kick in the gut off forty minutes recording time, some things may have to be sacrificed in the in the for the greater good. Um, of our sanity <laughs> but yeah Fallout 76 I was surprised that we got to see this full trailer um, outside of Bethesda's conference Chris yeah I mean we had Todd Howard come on who was mentioning that it was four times the size of Fallout 4 um, and then said that Fallout 4 was going to be on the Xbox Game Pass which even you had said previously um, <laughs> uh, that you know you an alternative universe. You don't think that people understood what he meant by that because there was a lot of whooping and hollering. They're like, what? And I, I didn't get that. Of which that's something to kind of mention again. We did have a lot of whooping and hollering fans in this conference. Yeah, 
over things that didn't There's, really need it. Whenever we get to the, the head versus the wall, that's whenever it, it really makes itself really evident. So it is. So Yeah. But yeah, Fallout 76, nice enough looking uh, West Virginia song. You can't help but kind of have a wee jig along to that. World premiere. World premiere. Uh, like from the guys who made Life is Strange, we got Captain Spirit. Uh, and again, when I see something like that, all I can think of is Captain Planet. Captain um, but yeah, this this mightn't be for everyone. Um, I've never played Life is Strange, so nope. I can't. But there can be no complaints, really, because it's apparently 100% absolutely free. Yeah, and it's a prequel. So if you play Life is Strange 1 and 2, then you'll have this to play beforehand. Um, but I think everybody can have at least a wee connection to this game because you know it's based around a kid that seems to have this very active uh, imagination, you know, pretending he's a superhero and stuff like that. But knowing the Life is Strange team, that's only the tip of the iceberg. And it's available June twenty sixth as well. There we go for absolutely free. Yes, exclusive. <laughs> oh sorry world premiere no, no it's, it's exclusive. exclusive I'm tired it's an exclusive <laughs> world premiere uh, which is Crackdown 3 which is out February 19th 2019 smack bang in the territory of the tail end of February where every man and their dog is releasing <laughs> a game at this yeah. moment in time but yeah this game as you mentioned in our previous recording Chris was announced like three or four years ago as a potential launch title. Uh, yeah, um, that's a bit strange, and uh, because his life is strange apparently. Um, but yeah, this is one that we had harked back to, and it's just been one that's been constantly delayed, and now we have a release date, and it's it's going to be one that's going to be launched lost in the shuffle, um, very much like whenever Battleborn first came out. Um, that came out um, a week or two before Overwatch, and Overwatch just trounced it. And funny feeling that Anthem and the next game we're going to talk about are going to really trounce it as well. Yeah, I think Crackdown 3 definitely isn't going to perform anywhere near what Xbox and Microsoft hope it will. Not that I think it's going to do terribly bad on release, potentially, but I just don't think the seals will be there to recoup the sort of money. Uh, that will have been put into this game yeah. um, simply due to the insanely long uh, development cycle on it and probably the big thing that jumps out at me at least from what we saw at the conference is it does seem to be uh, quite scaled back in comparison to what we originally saw uh, in its original reveal. It was kind of touted back then as using you know the power of the cloud and stuff to provide extra power to basically allow you to completely destroy skyscrapers and all with your weapons i think in this we got basically like duck missiles and stuff like that getting fired out of like a bazooka thing yeah uh, and cars driving up the side of buildings but Woo. no no kind of glimpses um at any of what was originally touted for crackdown 3 but yeah, I think it could just fall foul um, of the sheer amount of releases mm -hmm. that are going to be happening around that moment in time. What have we got next, Chris? Uh, next we have Metro Exodus. 
Um, I don't we don't. Know. We have Near Automata. Oh, I don't have that in here. <laughs> Sorry, it's a world premiere of Near Automata. Everything's going to be a world premiere here for you. Yeah. Uh, Near Automata. Aren't going to dwell on this too much. This is basically um, like a definitive edition of the game because been this on, is its first appearance. Yeah, on been Xbox. on PlayStation before coming to Xbox, which you're going to find with a couple more games here, which have been on the PlayStation before moving over to Xbox. So very much like Crash Bandicoot, which funny enough they didn't actually mention at all. Mm, that's true. Come to think of it, because that was a PlayStation exclusive. They could have done a world premiere of Crash Bandicoot, you know, gameplay or something like that, but they didn't. So that's very strange. Come to think of it. Yeah, but. Uh, as you mentioned, Metro Exodus due out in that crazy February time period of the 22nd uh, of that month. Metro Exodus looks a nice enough game. Um, feels very different to what we saw last year. That could partially be down to that what we saw last year was very much scripted in-game engine stuff rather than in gameplay stuff in comparison to this year um not going to be one i would be running out and grabbing on release i would think no especially around that window where like anthem will be the big hitter there um it's one of those ones that you'll wait until it go drop some price before you buy it you yeah know, like, so i don't i don't know i could be wrong completely but i don't think the metro series has ever been kind of an out and out huge seller no it really it's, it's done all right yeah. but you know it's it's not up there with the big boys in that regard um i enjoyed the music in this trailer uh there was some good music so far throughout uh, e3 2018 um not a fan of some of the dubstep that's been getting thrown in some of the trailers <laughs> yeah some random stuff where you just you don't think it fits but uh yeah hitrex looks nice enough um yeah and i mentioned here of course uh february 22nd is the same day as days gone and anthem uh so yeah pretty darn busy now this is probably the first big kind of coup that microsoft pulled out off their uh their trousers um for this press conference and that is that kingdom hearts 3 is coming to xbox chris yeah it's the first time that we'll have a kingdom hearts game on xbox like january 29th 2019 um so uh, we were talking about earlier on how pre-ordering games on the xbox sometimes you know like you don't get a competitive price i managed to get the first and second one for the ps4 for £20 from Game Online, and now on the PlayStation Store was double that, was £40. So it's nice to see that a game like this that people have been clamouring for for years has finally got a release date, which I think a lot of people wanted to have last year, and now we have it this year. So um, this is one that I'm excited um, to play. I think it's pretty cool looking. I've never played Kingdom Hearts, believe it or not. Uh, so I haven't. It's one I will have to kind of look into. But I've never been a big like Final Fantasy guy either. And I know that's they're kind of tightly knitted but you're together. A big, but you're a big Disney fan, though. Well, I'm a big Disney fan, yeah. And that's, so. that's kind of what you'll play. Um, but yeah, it looks absolutely fantastic. I think um, if they get this game going in 4K or even 1080p at 60 frames per second, it's going to look absolutely phenomenal. Some of the characters... Don't, don't interrupt me. What are you doing? I'm just getting ready. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, some of the characters look absolutely fantastic. This is really off-putting that you're just leaning into the mic. Yes, who? But I thought it was pretty cool because I read that uh, the likes of the Pixar characters were directly the code for them was directly sent. Over. I've got a really bad case of deja vu <laughs> right about now. I really do. Uh, it was sent over by the Pixar team to the Kingdom Hearts team, so like their characters in the game are one-to-one as if you would see them <coughs> in the movies you might say well that's not quite hard because they're computer animated either side of things but i still think it's a cool wee fact anyway exclusive yes fine can we just uh, we don't uh, see of thieves stuff if you're a big sea of thieves fan great we talk about it chris for goodness sake <sighs> but it's a game that's already been out we're now and to talk about games that are coming out rather than know, games that are already but out it's here we have to talk about it chris uh, but yeah, Sea of Thieves, it looks like we're getting two sets of DLCs coming out for Sea of Thieves, Cursed Seals and Forsaken Seas. Please excuse me if I get either of those combinations wrong. Uh, they were only very quickly on screen. But it does look like Sea of Thieves is actually getting a bit more story content, at least, which I think folks who have been playing Sea of Thieves, or at least are still playing, see uh, these on the uh, game pass um, you know they'll be pleased to see this that uh, they're getting a bit more because the big thing unfortunately with CFEs is it kind of suffered that mass effect andromeda syndrome where it definitely didn't live up to the expectations that had kind of been thrown out there in the in the build-up to its eventual release um, it's kind of been sad for me seeing this with uh, it being done by Rare um, and seeing a company or developer at least that was a huge part of my childhood releasing a game that just you know didn't live up to their historic quality um, of what they put out there and uh, I think it's just one of those ones that was hyped up way too much and like Destiny was everyone jumped aboard uh, hype ship in this case Aye. and then when whenever it was released the only saving grace was that, that that i think a lot of people maybe used their 30 days free trial for the game pass to see what it was like yeah. and then didn't like it and then that it'd, be was it. it'd be interesting to see the numbers so it would but yeah it does sound like the development for sea of thieves was a bit of a nightmare i've read articles from a guy that used to work there uh, that left not long uh, before its release and it does sound like things were a mess and uh, some assets took far too long to develop, which in the end uh, was the reason why uh, the game maybe wasn't as... Of, didn't have such a depth as no. it maybe should have. Um, after Sea of Thieves, then we got a seriously short snippet of Battlefield Five. I really... For what it was bigged up at EA the night before, mm. I don't get why we saw so little for this being one of ea's flagship thing to compete with call of duty to just go here's your single player this should have been something that really went uh and really pushed the boot out onto not to pardon the pun to do hey. save things but because <laughs> because it has a single player whereas call of duty doesn't yeah this should have been you know we have a single player call of duty doesn't you know here's, a, this, here's a proper stretch of gameplay yeah exactly instead it's just like Here's the movie thing, blah blah blah, and you're like. But it was really quick. It it couldn't have been any longer than thirty seconds. No, it's one of those things that 
If you turned around to have a conversation, by the time you turned back, you would have the world premiere exclusive of Forza Horizon 4. So, hey, yeah. he's, he's good. He, he timed that perfectly, everybody. But yes, next up was Forza Horizon 4 exclusive world premiere. Forza Horizon 4 to me is basically Xbox's FIFA. Now, we always get a Forza every single E3, be it a main numbered one or the Horizon series. Chris. Yeah. Weather. Yeah. Seasons. Yeah, exactly. Winter, so, spring. So we had... Beautiful, Ra- historic Britain. We had Ralph Fulton come on to absolutely zero cheers. He didn't get any uh, response from the audience. Um, there's people here in this car because it's set in good old Blighty, which is, you know, Britain. Um, so we have people here in this car and people here in this car and seasons change the game so you'd be riding along in this path and then you can't go over there because there's water but then it's winter and the water's frozen and they can go over there and hey this is quick chat do you want to drift what does that mean let's have do a convoy want- yeah let's all go around we can all play together oh it's like the crew but it's not the crew uh, y- yeah but it's out October 2nd and you can play it on Xbox Game Pass which means that if you don't want to buy the game you can kind of try it before you buy it that was nicely rhymed at the end yeah mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate with this the Forza games they always look beautiful there is no denying that yes it is cool to have a uh, racing game again based uh, in Britain not going to say the UK because the chances of there being any sort of semblance uh, of Northern Ireland in this game I'm going to say is extremely, mm. extremely slim. Just we always imagine, get left out of everything. Just imagine driving up the shankle. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing to 99.9% yep. of people listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah, but uh, don't get me wrong. I think the idea of having a dynamic of, you know, right, you can now race on this lake during the winter. But I think the fact that for this they were stressing the weather so much. Yeah. I don't think weather, or in this case, as they were billing it, seasons, mm-hmm. is the thing to be bigging your game up as a unique selling that's point like in 2018. You, that's like you on here's Battlefield. We have guns in Battlefield, but you can customise your guns. And you're like, well, I can do that anyway. Or as you mentioned in our first attempt at this, uh, if you were playing like FIFA. Yeah. And matches got abandoned because of snow or something like yeah. that. Like adaptive you know, weather uh, during your season. Um, yeah, looks cool, that sort of thing. Um, but it is, it's, it's, they're definitely in this FIFA territory now. Uh, will it be fun to play? I have no doubt about that. It will indeed be fun and it would be cool to be driving around, uh, the British roads and stuff like that. I think the odd thing about this is this definitely seems to be Microsoft's big game for Christmas. So does uh, I watched an interview with I think it might have been the brand officer or something for Xbox after this conference ended last night with Jeff Keighley on YouTube. Hey Jeff, uh, uh, G off as uh, Michael McIntyre would say in terms of the spelling. Mm. But he needs uh, to keep an eye on his time. <laughs> he was saying that this is definitely their uh, first party game for Christmas, and I think Jeff Keighley was kind of surprised by this. Um, that this is their go-to for Christmas. But I think it all boils down to, and I think we've mentioned it a few times on the show at least, um, and it could be part of why some of these games are in February as well. Some may need the time, some may not. Um, but 
the the field is being cleared for Red Dead. Yeah. In the run up to Christmas time, COD have jumped the gate early, so they have and are, are releasing a week or so early. Uh, than Red Dead to get out of its way so they at least get their sales. They're releasing their game a month earlier than they normally do and that's, that's why they said that they had to omit the single player was because of the um, the time that they needed to get the game out sooner. It's like, well, why don't you just bring it out later then? Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll go down well at least with uh, Xbox players. I think they mentioned that there will be a 60 frame per second mode as well for that. I thought that was a whoop, go- whoop. I thought that was a go to thing with fours and night anyway. I yeah, could- but maybe it changes during the seasons. Maybe on like winter you only <laughs> get like twenty frames per second. Uh after this, however, this is probably the biggest kind of thing for Xbox. And this shows you where Microsoft's head is at currently in this console generation. I'm not going to say this is Microsoft admitting defeat for this generation, but it's definitely planning uh, for the next gen. So it is, and Phil Spencer came out and basically announced that they have acquired not one, two, three, four, but five new studios uh, to go under the Microsoft Studios banner. So first up, there was the, uh, the Initiative Studio, which is going to be... Uh, getting made down in Santa Monica. Uh, I can't remember exactly the guy who is specifically being brought in to be in charge of that, but he has pretty big history in the gaming industry. It might be Rocksteady or something like that. Not 100% sure. Um, Next up then was Undead Labs, uh, which are famous for doing State of Decay 2. What was it you said about... Chris, whenever, figures? Now, whenever Phil Spencer was talking about it, he said that it sold over too many copies, but they hadn't never mentioned that it was State of Decay. Just mentioned about the game and what the premise of the game was. Yeah. Because I was thinking, well, what game is it? And then it sold over too many copies on release. And I was like, right? But he didn't go like the makers of State of Decay. <laughs> um, then after that was Playground Games, which probably out of the lot is the least surprising because Playground Games are the studio that currently work on Forza Horizon for them. So it made sense. Yeah, it goes with the seasons, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, That's not going anywhere. (laughs) We forgot to mention the leaves this time round. The leaves fell from the ceiling during the Forza presentation. Oh, that's right. But yeah, Playground Games is now under the Microsoft banner of studios. Then probably, at least in my opinion... The biggest coup out of the studios is Ninja Theory, who are most famous for Hellblade. Okay, that's one of the one like BAFTAs in the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it was, it was a big a PlayStation Four exclusive. <laughs> that is the thing is this was an exclusive game for PlayStation for quite some time, so for Microsoft to get in there and basically acquire that studio and bring it into their family of studios is a pretty big deal because that basically means now going forward if there are any future Hellblade uh, games uh, then they're going to be exclusive to Xbox and PlayStation is going to miss out on that one. Finally then we have Compulsion Games who are uh, creating We Happy Few which is funnily enough the next game that was on display anyway. of course, then, with their studio now being under the Microsoft banner, that game is... Exclusive. There we go. He timed it well. He timed it well. Uh, but, yeah, intriguing game, weird game. 
game, what the premise is, a don't game, know. A game that was first shown two years ago, very much like with Cuphead, it was shown a couple of years ago. God, I'm just... I'm just thinking because I'm like, oh, I've said this before, um, <laughs> word for word. Um, but yeah, but this was being shown two years ago, and then we have a release date for August, which isn't that far away. Um, it looks very one of those like niche games, but I have a funny feeling that this is only going to be an Xbox Store one. It's not going to be like a retail one. Yeah, a wide release or something. Yeah, I have yeah. a funny feeling it's just going to be one of those ones like that. But yeah, it's intriguing. If this was available on PlayStation, would I probably get it? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe not right out to get it. If it was like maybe like a £15, £20 game or something like that, I might consider it. But it does give me feelings of like the original Bioshock with like the weird masks and things like that. Um, that in this are all designed about making them smile and stuff. But from what I've read on it as well, the scope seems to have drastically expanded uh, from Microsoft's involvement in it. So it will be uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how expansive uh, and deep the story is of this game. Exclusive. I'm going to get you to say the name of it, Chris, because I'm going to get it wrong again. PUBG. PUBG, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. That's the one. Uh, I've never uh, remembered it in the right order uh, in terms of it. But yes, basically there's just an announcement here in regards to PUBG that there is going to be a war mode coming out in the summer. And then there was a bit of a tease that there is going to be something coming in the winter because it was just you saw footsteps walking through the snow. So it's probably... More seasons? More seasons. Yep. This is the theme of E3 2018 is seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the weather? I wonder if Nintendo will release a uh, sequel to Story of Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, PUBG isn't my sort of thing. Nope, you know? I, ha- I actually have it on my Xbox, and I think I've installed updates and never played it. Really? Yep. Uh, and I got it for free. But yes, it's that battle royal madness that is popular at the moment. Um, hopefully, there's no other lawsuits between now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in regards to uh, other battle royal games. World premiere. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, not a game that is my cup of tea at all. No, it's that sort of anime graphic style. Yep, another one that was on the PlayStation and now it's been ported over to Xbox. But again, it's one of those games that may not be my cup of tea, but it may indeed be your cup of tea here that is listening to us. Um, after that, then we got our first big glimpse at Ubisoft stuff and. Uh, <sighs> We're back where it all ended the last time, Chris. We're 10 minutes ahead of schedule on the last recording. Um, But yeah, the Division 2... Division 1 intrigued me when it first was revealed. I find this a lot with Ubisoft stuff now. I'm a Ubisoft fan. Mm -hmm. I like Ubisoft stuff and we'll no doubt talk more about Ubisoft tomorrow and what's eventually revealed. I see my Twitter notifications going like mad and I'm trying to avoid what's popping up so I don't have anything spoiled on me. Oh, Just Uh, Dance 2019. Yes, there's going to be Just Dance. Of course there is. Um, But I find this happens a lot with Ubisoft with me is they reveal a game. It really intrigues me. And then the closer it gets to launch, and then post-launch, I'm like, mm, not sure this is for me. The thing that doesn't help with this is, like, with Anthem from last year, the scripted gameplay, and then yeah. the fact is that they did this with the first division, that they showed stuff, and it was all scripted, and it looked very different from the final product. Yeah. And that's the thing, is 
with the likes of say Mass Effect and with the likes of say certain other games that you're wary of how that's going to come out yes you know out of the gate so you don't know whether whether anthem especially you know so with the division being so heavily online as well and you needed to kind of have people with you in order to enjoy it fully that's one reason why i won't be yeah it's, it's the fact i think the thing with division that put me off division was the fact that it is very much still you know it was kind of built up initially as oh you know you and your mates can be part of a team but then it was also stressed that there will be other people live online that will be out to get you as well. I just prefer the stress-free, I mentioned it in our EA uh, discussion as well, of sure, let me and a group of friends go on and play a game, but I'd rather just play against the uh, computer. As you mentioned, the scriptedness of this, the there's nothing does my head in more during games conferences at E3 than scripted voice chat between multiplayers. Um, we're not all Marines. No. We don't talk like that. No, let's go breach that wall over there. Yeah, if you just climb down, abseil down, break through the window, okay, breach, 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 and we're like, here. Don't, don't aggro that guy. Yeah, we're like, what? Okay. It's like, we don't talk like that. Firstly and foremost, there was no swearing, so completely unrealistic. Uh, do you want some breaking news that isn't anything to do with Ubisoft, but more to do with Nintendo, but not really to do with any games? Ah, sure, go for it. It seems that we're finally getting a YouTube and a Netflix app for the Nintendo Switch. The news was revealed on Best Buy's website, where it detailed the Nintendo Switch and the features that the console provides. It seems fairly likely that it will be announced in the Nintendo E3 2018 presentation tomorrow. Excitement. So, yeah. That, that was worth having to redo the whole show again. Oh, yeah. Let's stop now. <laughs> but yeah. I liked what was on show for the division in terms of the graphics. Looks very different to the first division. First division was very much grey skyscrapers and cityscapes, whereas very Washington, bland. Washington is a bit more open, lower buildings, bit more greenery about. Uh, I liked the Air Force One stuff; that was pretty cool. But again, it's not going to be one of those games that I'm going to be going out and grabbing. This is like the season pass of this podcast, is that this is all new content that we've never experienced before. Exactly, so things might perk up from this yeah. point. I'm, I'm not that it was particularly... Well, this this part here was whenever my head was going to meet the wall, because this is whenever some woman came in and talked about the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And said about that now you're going to have faster access, you're going to have a faster start, which means that they're constantly working on the algorithms. Algorithms. That's easy for me to say. And said that Fallout 4, uh, The Division and Elder Scrolls Online are all going to be part of it, to which this is wherever I think there was plants because there was all like, yeah, woo, and they're like, here, you can go to your local Best Buy, Target, Game Store, CX Store, for a few dollars. and pick it up for like less than five pounds, five dollars. Um, so to, to make this, to make this news, and then she said about, you know, that Halo Master Chief Collection was coming to it at some stage, and then all the new titles would be added to it, you know, the likes of, say, Forza Horizon 4 and, you know, other games like that as well. Yeah, but it seems definitely that, you know, the Microsoft Game Pass up until now has been very much first-party games. Mm -hmm. uh, this seems to be their first, uh, at least, dipping their toe into getting third-party titles. And this right here whenever he texted me was whenever Alan said he was finally interested and are in and almost probably an are in us fucking recording this again <laughs> well 
Um, you missed the indie showcase. I'm not so talking about anything to do with that because <laughs> no, no, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not going to go into it in any depth because it was far too fast. Yeah, that's one thing. I the have only to thing say. I noticed was the one that looked like a clay animation one. Right. That, uh, that was the only one that I don't even know what it was called. But um, that was the point where I texted Chris and said, "Chris, I only have like 17 games at the moment." Uh, how are we going to get to 50 games and as Chris mentioned this was around the R mark end of the show and it was just like how are we at all going to get anywhere near 50 and then of course the indie showcase came up and we got about 15 or so games probably in pretty rapid uh, succession but yes this is where my my ears kind of pricked up because I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. I just saw your tweet to do with moss throwing. The computer <laughs> That's why I was laughing there. Um, but uh, yeah, we got uh, another trailer for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm really liking the look of this. I don't know about you. Did have you played much of the new Tomb Raiders or from what I saw on um, Square Enix's thing before you came around, they showed like the opening trailer. And there are certain parts of it where she just doesn't look right. Right. Certain parts where her hair, the front of her hair, just doesn't look right. I, I played the 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 definitive edition. Is that the one where she falls down? She gets a spike through. Her? That's the first of the reboot. Yeah, I played that and really enjoyed it. But I think at, I think at this time in its life cycle, that Uncharted seems to be the more popular yes. Tomb Raider. I don't think. Lara Croft has a big a reputation game wise as Nathan Drake does. Yeah. You know, like I think it's, because it's fair to say. You know, like if you think, you know, we've had loads of the older Tomb Raiders, which are great, but I think they missed a trick whenever they were working on the first one that they could have done one, two, three yeah. as H D remakes because you think of you think of that first game done in today's graphics. Yeah. Um, because I People went and tried to play it again, and there was actually a thing on that FBE that like the teens react to, and they were playing it, and just like the controls and just the graphics <laughs> on it are horrendous. But um, I do think that um, this will be a really solid game. Yeah, you know, like for both Xbox and PlayStation, because this is because this is meant to be like because the whole thing of this new trilogy of Tomb Raiders is you know how Lara Croft became the Tomb Raider mm. that uh, we all have kind of known from the earlier games. Apparently, there's many tombs in here that she will actually read as well. So, <laughs> but I find um, I do I like everything I see. I enjoy it. Um, I find it that they're really pushing into that territory now of she's becoming the Tomb Raider for sure because mm. her outfit is getting to that sort of territory now where it's looking very similar to the original PlayStation stuff. Okay. It's that sort of form-fitted kind of rock climbing style kind of yeah. outfit that she has. It's hard to describe it in any great <laughs> detail, but it's very much coming in line uh, with the originals but yeah that's the one that's that was the one that really started to get me interested at this point not that anything was particularly bad up until this point but it was you know one of the games I'm like yeah really interested in that exclusive it's skate 4 oh no it's not it's uh, session this is whenever twitter blew up and people were like, oh skate my four. god it's skate 4 and then it came up session and I was like oh 
I think this is a sign of where there are going to be no attempts in the near future for Escape 4. So I think some studio under Microsoft has thrown their arms up in the air and just went, you know what, we'll just do one ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we have... I think if there is going to be a skate game, I think it'll be exclusive to PlayStation. Because I think that PlayStation will notice that people want the game and will work with them. Whereas Session, like who made this game? No clue. No idea who's made it. No yeah. idea. So, I don't even think it was overly promoted in the trailer. Wasn't much of a trailer again. No, it's just like skate the guy board going around and, and then it just came it. up session and it's like, okay. But I enjoy a good skating game. So I do. But again, it's an Xbox exclusive. I can't play it. Um, exclusive. Um, Black Desert. I'm having a hard time actually remembering this one. Is this this is the one with your woman? Oh yeah, this is like, the really weird one. It's like I've lived three times and yeah. stuff like that. I yeah. I died in my first life doing this, and I died in my second life doing this, yeah. and then it kind of goes a bit funky and weird, sort of, and because you initially think, oh, this is some nice person that has had like three lives, and it just kind of demons and yeah. monsters and stuff kind of happens. Again, not my cup of tea of a game. But uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there listening that this will be their exact cup of tea. World premiere. And I think this was a nice pleasant surprise for a lot of people. So it was, and that is Devil May Cry 5. Now, this is due spring 2019. So again, it's going to be, how close is it going to be to that February uh, place? Um, I would say spring can be kind of any time from sort of March sort of onwards yeah so we'll see how close it gets um i like the style they were going for graphics wise the kind of redo it's very different you know like i think this is just them like they did with with capcom like with resident evil they've kind of had to reinvent itself but kind of leave it something similar you know i didn't know i think what was it said like that it's been 10 years since devil may cry 4 really i think i heard something like that and i was like wow i did not think it was that long ago but um, it does seem, as with anything on the internet, that some fans aren't happy with the redesign of Dante. Of course not. Um, it's the modern world. What do we expect with social media? But it looked cool. Um, again, it's more of a CG trailer than anything. Um, maybe little bits of gameplay thrown in there, but it was hard to tell at times. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it kind of became a thing today online. It's quite funny. You kind of can't unsee it when you're told about it. But everybody's tweeting Cody Rhodes saying, "Here were you the you know were you the facial map for this character?" Because if you go and look at a side by side picture of the two, mm-hmm. the comparison's actually quite close. Oh dear! Between the two, I'll have to show you it afterwards. Cody Rhodes, baby. Um, but yeah, a nice wee addition and go for it. Exclusive. Exclusive, but not just exclusive. A console launch exclusive, which means, of course, it's going to be a timed exclusive on the Xbox now, here, console. Are you, what are you talking about here? Are you talking about the more Cuphead? The Cuphead, yeah. All right, okay. Because yeah, okay. Because it just said exclusive. It didn't say. It did actually say. See when it flashed up. Oh, right. It said console launch exclusive, which is kind of misleading. It's 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 them trying to be a tricky way of not saying timed exclusive. It's not really a console launch exclusive. That's, that's, because that's it because it's not a console's not being launched. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a trick. It's them trying to be tricky. <sighs> timed Microsoft. exclusive. 
They wanted to sound good. So they yeah. Did. Then but you have some woman cuphead called Mrs. Cup Face. <laughs> Mrs. Cup. Mrs. No, Mrs. Cup Face. She's, she's no Mrs. Potts from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. No. Cheap darling. Uh, <laughs> oh you can tell we've reached that point of the night, can't you? Yep. Um, but yeah, looks cool. Cuphead notoriously, notoriously difficult. Mm-hmm. Which um, we will get on to later on. I'm sure the DLC will be no different. Exclusive. And again, console launch exclusive. <sighs> and this is this is the one where um, I text Chris and I was like, I actually like the look of this week game. And Chris is like, are you serious? <laughs> well, um, I actually wrote here, last year was super lucky deal. Now we have Tunic. Uh, Tunic. I, I genuinely, I don't know why my voice is going there. <laughs> I, 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 I like the little fox. Um, but, but yeah, I liked the, what I saw this. Um, it almost gave me a slight uh, old school kind of Zelda dungeon-y vibe. Obviously, graphics are very, very different, but the sort of the walking through the grass and pots and smashing, you know, little beasties and stuff like that. I thought it looked nice. Um of course, it's a launch exclusive title for Xbox, so how long that means Xbox will have exclusivity over it uh, in comparison to PlayStation. But it's it's definitely one that I will uh, be looking to pick up once that exclusivity runs out. World premiere. Now, everything from this point, actually... Is a world premiere. Is a world premiere. Uh, I'm still going to say it, though. In fact... You can't. Don't worry. I'll let you have. In fact, one of the, one of them is an exclusive world premiere. There is so many premieres. I know. But yes, first up in the premiere category, world premiere, Alan, uh, is Jump Force. Yeah, this to me looks like a Marvel versus Capcom kind of fighting yeah. game because I actually wrote Naruto One Piece Warrior on Goku, mm-hmm. and somebody went. Something this was on like the store feed and said, uh, It isn't One Piece Warrior, it's this person. I was like, Cheers, all right. I don't watch uh, any manga stuff, so I have no clue. I was lucky that I was able to name three of them because then there was some bald fella. I have no idea who any of these other people are. Um, you did better than me because all I recognized was uh, Naruto and Dragon Ball. Okay, well, that's, was, that's Goku. His name's yeah. not Dragon Ball. Oh, I know, but Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> okay. the, the guy you were saying with the bald head was yep. Dragon Ball as well. So it was. His, his name's Bob. Okay, he's Bob. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see, I can actually see this being a reasonably popular title. Yeah, because the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games are very, very popular. So they are. So yeah. And then the Naruto game, I think they brought one out on the 360, and it was like hugely popular. But yeah, no, pretty big deal for this to be uh, thrust into. Um, this was kind of designed as like, you know, this is our big kind of final punch for the conference <laughs> pun, here. Pun intended. Right, but uh, Jump Force is going to be 2019. No specific kind of <coughs> range within 2019 for it. World premiere. Uh, is Dying Light 2? <coughs> what did you think of Dying Light 2, Chris? I'd be interested to hear. Um, this is the one where they're saying about your... Multiple choices. Yeah, so I like that aspect of yes. it. I never played the original Dying Light. In fact, this seems to be very different from the original Dying Light. It definitely Light. seems to be quite the reimagining. Because Dying Light... Wasn't Dying Light... Or, was Dying Light the one that was to do with zombies, but it was to do with like parkour? 
It might have been. I honestly couldn't actually I, tell you. I haven't played it, but I like the fact that with this, it showed you, this is what happens if you do this, and it showed you, like, okay, we're going to ask this. We're going to answer this question, and then people die, and they go, like, okay, we're going to keep these people alive by doing this, and then something else happens. But, no, I, I, I really like to look at this now. There's definitely a lot of, I think, I definitely think there's zombie fatigue. Oh, creeping in is. big style. It definitely is because Call of Duty, everyone goes like, "Oh, is there zombies in it?" Yeah, but like there might be the world premiere of zombies. But like, I what don't is know. it? Uh, State of Decay Two, Days Gone, Last of Us, this, you know, Dead Rising, Dead Rising. You know, there's, there's that's excluding the CODs, so mm-hmm. it is in that regard. So there is a lot of zombie stuff going on here at the moment. Um, but still, even then, I'm intrigued by this. Whenever there's this sort of multiple choice, sort of you being able to have a, you know, the you know grip, yeah, on where this game could go, mm-hmm. you have my interest. It has endless possibilities though, because you can replay that game over and over again, and yeah. then if you make a decision differently, it's like the Telltale games. Yes, you can have a different outcome altogether, or Mass Effect at a certain point, or the Detroit Become Human. That's just not long out, you know. You can have a character killed off in the very first chapter, right. and that's that character done for the entire game. That's you know that sort of thing. But yeah, they kind of gave you a good example in this demo where the main developer of the game came on stage and he explained, for example, water. Mm-hmm. You ran into these guys, and you had these dialogue options. I think it was like you know, basically kill them. Uh, let's talk about it and something else, and. The options were you could kill them and, of course, kind of take the supply of water for yourself, um, which would have consequences. You could strike up a deal with them that would have consequences in that um, they could be, like, selling water on the black market uh, and that would cause, like, more dangerous guys to come into the area. Uh, And then you could also do the, well, just let the public have the water and the general kind of surroundings would look nice, but... Other things might be yeah. affected by that. So it does. It looks cool. Um, again, it's out. Uh, I don't actually even think there was a, a no, mention it, of 2019. No, so just... how soon we'll actually see it or not is another thing. But it seemed to also hint that the whole dynamic of the game will flip at night time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it said like if you think that's bad and then it showed you night and then you just heard this noise and that's kind of where it ended. So, but yeah, no, it's up. It's up there for me in terms of uh, games from this conference that interest me. Exclusive world premiere, Battle Toads. This one here actually shocked me because it's not one that's really. It's known for being a notoriously difficult game, and if you haven't played Battle Toads before and have an Xbox, then get Rare Replay. It's probably the easiest way for you to play it on that. Or if you have original Nintendo, hunt down the game for that. I have rarely play, and I've never played this game because I've heard of right. how bad, how hard it is. Um, but to see this now, obviously we just saw Battle Toads. We saw like you know they were kind of making fun of things, and then it just said Battle Toads, and I think it said maybe Holiday Twenty Nineteen. I'm not sure. Um, but with this, um, I kind of caught my interest. We didn't see any gameplay footage or any things like that, but. I've only got down here exclusive 2019, okay. so you maybe spotted something I didn't. I, I could have missed it. I could have been just at the point where I was just like, get the year down or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but th- this one here certainly caught my Pleasant interest. Surprise. Yeah. Pleasant mm-hmm. surprise. Um, it almost reminds me a bit of, um, what 
Didn't they redo, like, I'm not saying Rare did, but wasn't there, like, a Turtles, a Retro Turtles game redone, or am I imagining that? They did do a Turtles game. It was the arcade one that they did for the original Xbox, and then uh, they took that off, and then they did some of the other ones, like the Out of the Shadows ones, but it wasn't a remake. I don't know what's made me think that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a nice addition to the Xbox. X, X I'm just my vo- my voice is going now. The Xbox exclusivity. Hang on, there we've got like three or four games to go. World premiere. World premiere, and that is well, you could say world premiere, but it was leaked. Uh, just Cause Four, which is out on the fourth of December, so it's going to be a uh, key part of Christmas. This across was a, consoles. This was a game that I didn't know what it was, and then I saw the parachute, and I immediately I knew what it was. Then, oh, as soon as it came on screen, I knew. Uh, what it was because it's just it's that's I'm not gonna say it's an iconic game but it's that as soon as you see over the top stuff yeah in like a I'm not gonna say like Caribbean background but Caribbean sort of islands and but, stuff like that you kind of know it's gonna be just cause what what baffles me is the fact that this like just cause four image on their main page yeah what was to stop them holding this off and Square Enix announcing this at their own bloody conference. This seems to be a key thing for Square Enix, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, you know, I think Square Enix <clears throat> in the past have had notoriously horrible conferences because yeah. there was one to do with some guy talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 and he just rabbited on and people are like, I don't, know what, I don't know what you're saying. Well, we'll probably talk more about Square Enix tomorrow bundled in with Bethesda, um, but it definitely seems like Square Enix have let a lot of their stuff yeah. be seen at other conferences so far as a world premiere <laughs> um, which maybe wasn't the best of ideas but I suppose you're probably going to get a lot more eyes on you on an Xbox conference than you are probably on your own mm. I'd suspect world premiere and this is where I got a message from Chris saying are they actually serious? Because the big Gears of War logo came up and you're like, oh my God, it's Gears 5. And you heard the the Lancer chainsaw and then you saw Marcus, a Locust thing and some other character as pop figures, like wee pop vinyl figures. And then it came up saying Gears pop. And I was like, are you actually having a laugh here? You know, this is like... This is what you've left to the end? This is almost like making that... Uh, you know that Red versus Blue, the Halo thing? Yes. Making that an actual game. Yeah. Now, it's a mobile game, so I'm not going to go too harsh on it. It's a it's mobile game. Mobile? Mobile? We call Why it is mobile. that going to be a mobile game? We, we call it mobile. Um... <sighs> I don't think it's going to look like we saw in the trailer. Oh, God, no. Especially if it's on if it's on your phone. Um, but yeah, pop finals are popular. You know, it's 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 a trend at the moment. But um, out of what gets announced, it's not going to be the one I would be looking to play. This is where I've tuned out because I've noticed you've got other stuff there that I just didn't even. Did, did you just kind of went once that popped up? You were like, mm. pun intended. Yes, yeah. I was just like, what? Well, after that, because. There had been rumours, and I had said this to Chris before the conference had started, there had been serious rumours that there would be three Gears games announced. And I was like, I'll believe that when I say it. Surely that's just E3 nonsense. Because you hear this sort of stuff year on year with E3, yeah. and you're like, nah, that's never happening. And then it never does. Uh, you maybe get one thing, but not the whole set. But in fact, we do actually get the whole set here, because of course, yep, Gears of War pop. 
Gears Tactics, which is going to be a real-time strategy on the PC. Ugh. So it is. But the biggie, the one everybody would have wanted from Gears is Gears of War 5 coming in 2019. And we actually got proper footage stuff. Um, what looked like in-game footage. Is this going to be a prequel? Because Marcus looks really young in it. I thought that myself. I thought Marcus looks young for what I know. And plus the fact that one of the other guys has a thing on his badge it's, uh, there. It says, it says Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. So it's, it's odd. Because um, they always seem to they always seem to be going down the prequel path. You know, like yeah. you know, with the likes of, say, Life is Strange, prequel, Fallout, prequel so whether this is maybe a prequel i don't know i or maybe you were you were more into gears of war stuff especially in the early days of it than i would be um so you probably know a wee bit more of the story than i do but uh i don't know where the series is at the moment so where this could be a prequel or not i do not know i think the first and second one i played the third and judgment i didn't and the fourth one i've never really played but it can't be denied it looks beautiful oh yeah yeah for It, it, it genuinely looks stunning um, and this is going to give the internet again more things to complain about because we have another female protagonist. Ah, I dare they. Shock horror. Right. Um, amazing that, that a, uh, a woman could be the lead in a video game, isn't it, Chris? It's terrible. I mean, you Abs- ne- I'm absolutely grand with it. I think it's it's nice to change things up. Every it may have again. an effect on the masses. Hey. Um, kind of work. Those but I actually, with. I actually, I don't know about you, uh, but a lot of games I've enjoyed in the last couple of years have had. Primarily female protagonists. Look, it doesn't. I don't give a, a hoot if it's a man, a woman, a dog. If the storyline's there, it's the mm-hmm. same way with the female doctor. No, that's it. It's like people giving off about that. It doesn't matter because you have you've had people as men being the doctor, and then you're not happy with that. So just accept no, it because it's not going to change. That's exactly it. I'm not trying to stress that I enjoyed the game more because it's a woman, but I'm just saying that. A good game is a good game. Yeah. So if it's a female protagonist, awesome. If it's a guy, so be it. You can have the most graphically awesome game in the world, but if it has a really rubbish storyline, it's not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of my favourite games of the last uh, generation. Female protagonist, would have it worked with a guy? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was a good story, and that's all that really mattered to me. Uh, But yes, Gears 5 2019... Then, I was actually shocked by this. Um, because they are committed. They are committed? Every sentence was, we are committed at Microsoft. Yeah. I think you should be committed somewhere else, Phil Spencer. Uh, they were mentioning about Cloud again. So, they're hoping that you'll be able to play your Xbox games anywhere. Yeah. You go via the cloud. So, on your phone, that sort of thing. This definitely isn't happening to at least next generation. Inter- so, internet is not good enough. To somebody do this. had said about, especially here. Somebody in work had said about like last year, the year before, whenever Microsoft touted that um, the Hololens thing. Yes. Where's that? Poof. You know, so if you're going to do this stuff to do with the cloud and you can play your games anywhere, this to me sounds like they're really trying to amp up. Like with Sony and they have the remote play factor, but you need to be patched into Wi-Fi in order to do that, which will have to be the case here, I would imagine. Yeah. But like you say, I can't see this happening for a while yet. But speaking of next generation, this is the thing that surprised me. They very much teased Oh yeah, they said the next that pe- generation. They said that people have been working on it 
But if that was to come out next and year, and showed a very vague, dark lit box yeah, on the like, screen, yeah, just like a box, and you're like, all right, okay. But I, I would, I genuinely thought for just a split second, I was reeled, and I was like, no, you're not. You're surely not going to show it. You think now that they've done that, that Sony will follow suit and go like, we are working hard for the fifth, the fifth PlayStation. But we, but we are still fully committed to this generation Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Yeah, next few years are going to be interesting when it comes to the next gen of consoles. But then finally, Phil Spencer tried to act like he was rounding up the show, and then it was all hacking stuff and. Then we got uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Again, not gameplay or mm. anything like that, but still, it's from the it's CD Projekt Red, the guys who did the Witcher, Witcher, mm-hmm, Witcher yes. 3, so that can only mean good things. Mm-hmm. Really intrigued. Felt a wee bit Mad Maxi in the sense of the protagonist with the funky car yeah. and stuff like that. Um it has me interested. Good thing at least is it's not an Xbox exclusive, so it'll be PS4 and Xbox, so I will get to have a look at it. Um, definitely one that I will be keeping an eye out on, because uh, this is the one that's been kind of really... It had been teased heavily for this E3. Yeah. And they're like, will we get to see it? So it was, it was again, it was a big coup for Microsoft to be able to round out their show mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. As I thought, it potentially could have been a Sony thing. I would, you would have thought Sony went, would have went after. But that also could make you think here ahead to Sony's conference later tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, that Sony might be confident enough with what they're going to have on display that they maybe didn't make uh, the cyberpunk guys you know, enough of an offer. Oh yeah, because without a shadow of a doubt, The Last of Us will probably round out the show. Along, that. With, along with Spider-Man. Spider-Man seems to be a big part of Sony's oh, yeah. conference this I year. I mean, I think because Microsoft have had these exclusives and world premieres, but I think that with Sony, their exclusive and world premieres will actually mean something. You know, like, so if we see Spider-Man flinging through the street, the streets and we see somebody actually playing as Spider-Man. Yes. You know, like, imagine if Tobey Maguire walked on stage, or not Tobey Maguire, sorry, Tom Holland walked on stage Tommy Maguire walked on just, stage just, like, two, uh, just two Spider-Man ago <laughs> yeah so but if Tom Holland walked on stage and he started playing Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man yes you know so you have that you have the likes of the last one I'm really surprised though that we didn't see for the first time ever we're going to have Spyro so we didn't get crashed we didn't get I think, Spyro I think we're going to see Spyro at Sony tonight but then why didn't Xbox do a world premiere that this is the first time we have a Spyro game on an Xbox console very much like with Crash Sony's maybe tied them up because Sony were the ones now I know Crash at the time was an exclusive yeah for Sony so there was a reason for it but I could see them sticking to Sony for that but we're getting a bit too far off course let's round this Stay up about this Xbox uh, conference what were your general thoughts on it you you were a bit more animated of course in our first recording that's to be expected um but I think the picture overall, at least, is your look, <coughs> at least probably lukewarm. Yes, very much lukewarm because year in, year out, it's always these exclusives and these world premieres and in inverted commas of games that, to be honest with you, nobody either 
ex- expected, but in, you know, like obviously you start with Halo and they had Gears in it, which are their two main franchises, and we haven't had a Gears game for a while, and we haven't had a Halo game for a while, and we won't f- until next year at the very, very earliest. Um, but then Forza, we know is a known entity with Microsoft. It's very much like like you said with EA, FIFA, year in, year out this year, year in, year out. Um, and then there's just a lot of the other stuff is very much, well, either we knew that or we didn't care for that. You know, yeah. we happy few, don't really care for that Life is Strange add-on, don't really care for. Sea of Thieves add-on, don't really care for. And to be honest with you, because I think this was one that really overstayed its welcome. I think they could have cut this down to an hour instead of being near enough two hours long. Yeah. You watch Sony, Sony's will probably be an hour, the most an hour in 30 but minutes. But again, the crazy thing about it is, for the length it was, you didn't see very much of games. No. You got your trailers. You still see somebody, apart from Forza, which, to be honest, was probably not gameplay footage, but you really to see somebody like come on stage with a controller and go, okay, Frank here is going to play you know spider-man yes as you know like as we're talking about and as you can see this is set before you know the whatever uh, infinity war happened and or it's going to be set before and after you know and it's going to tie into the new spider-man movie so we can't yeah. show that stuff to you until Cause that's because that's one thing you actually have to give to the unravel two guys from mm-hmm. the ea press conference on saturday they actually played it yeah in front of the crowd and that's the one rarity in that EA press conference where you actually got you, to see some you gameplay. Think of, you think of every year with Battlefield, we've seen gameplay footage of Battlefield and we haven't really seen that. We've seen yeah. bits of like, oh, you can use a tank and just like steamroll houses and things like that. But for me, if I was to give this a grade, it's, it seems to be one that year in, year out, I don't want to watch because it bores me and it was the same here and it's going to get an F from me. Oh, wow. I did not expect that low. No, it's it's because with the... That actually shocks me that this is getting a letter lower than EA. Yeah, because this went on... Because this went on longer and I've had to record it twice as well. (laughs) I self-beat myself. Take that into account, folks, then. Yeah, but um, because of the... Because of some of the awkwardness, like your woman talking about the game pass and things like that, and then just these plants of thing. I just, for me, this this year in year out has always been one that Microsoft say they're going to deliver stuff, and it's always just a real letdown. And that's ever since they did that with the launch of the Xbox One, and they announced the price with the Connect and everything. Year in year out, it's okay. always just been very. One final thing before I give my opinion in terms of grade. Um, it's just sprung back into my mind. You mentioned it about fans and potential plants and stuff like that in the crowd. And I talked about the charity thing mm-hmm. in the EA conference and how that being very heavy-handed and please forgive us and all that sort of stuff. And here's a million dollars between three charities sort of thing. And how things are, were handled at least in this conference by Xbox, a lot differently and a lot better. Mm-hmm. Because basically what I noticed in the crowd was there seemed to be this batch of fans, whether some were plants, whether some were not, whether the plants were elsewhere, whether whatever, um, they all seemed to be wearing like these special like white shirts. Yeah, almost like a football jersey. Yeah, There was some sort of thing, I think it's called Fan Fest. Yeah. And Xbox fans, Microsoft fans could go out buy a ticket and that would of course get them here into the 
you know, conference for Xbox. So of course they're going to definitely be more enthusiastic <coughs> than you know uh, than, Joe, than, Joe, than Joe Press. But you know, all he, all Phil Spencer said was, you know, the money they've paid for the tickets, hundred percent of it's going to charity. Yeah, and then and moved, on. moved on. Yeah, that is the way you handle that situation. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, yeah, we know we've been d heads <laughs> and trying to get every ounce of money out of you, uh, and we've just split a million dollars between three charities. Aren't we awesome? Yeah, you can take a page out of Microsoft's book on the charity front there, EA. Uh, overall, however, for me, I'm not going to be anywhere near as harsh as you. <laughs> um, I was definitely, I'm not going to say dramatically more positive than you. Uh, there's definitely stuff in this conference that wasn't for me. Um, I enjoyed a good handful of the third party stuff that was on here. I liked Tunic, as I mentioned. Um, I liked Dying Light. Just because 4 is not really for me. Tomb Raider, I liked. Yes, they're not Microsoft. So, realistically, you could say, well, um, you know, how are you rating the conference higher because they're not actually Xbox exclusives or whatever? But I'm just taking it from what I enjoyed in the conference. I'm probably going to go straight down the middle of the road and rate it a C. Okay. Um, I was just, I was very kind of like, hmm. You know, on the whole, in regards to the conference, not good, not bad, just there in the middle. I think the key thing for me, taking out of it, is their Microsoft's key focus at this moment in time is next gen. <clears throat> They're just working their way through this generation now, and if they can get out of it and then eventually have. All these studios they've acquired have some big first-party titles for the next console and try and steal some people back from PlayStation that way. It'll be interesting to see. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to our E3 episode about Xbox's E3 conference. We hope you've enjoyed it. Again, apologies if we aren't as enthusiastic as you might have hoped for. This is not indicative of us uh, recording and enjoying recording a show but it can't be helped when you're 40 minutes into your recording of a podcast and your computer decides to shut down and restart itself it's definitely a kick in the gut and that can't be helped but I hope you've enjoyed it enough we'll be back raring and ready to go tomorrow be definitely I think a bit more enthusiastic yes, cause tomorrow because we, we de- we'll be fresh we'll definitely have Sony to talk about we'll definitely have Nintendo to talk about whether we throw some of Bethesda at the start of Sony and some of Square Enix at the start of Nintendo but these are the two conferences that I'm really excited for Yeah, um, more Nintendos than anything I know a big chunk of that is going to be Smash Brothers So, but from that leak of the treehouse that had some aspects of it We'll just have to wait and see, but that's obviously that's going to be if you're coming around at about the same time. It's going to be just after Nintendo's press conferences come over. So I think that'll probably be the first one we'll do because it'll be fresh out of our minds. Absolutely. So. But yes, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for more E3 goodness. Please tell me that doesn't say recording field, otherwise I will cry. Mm-hmm.